This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. We're in a relationship series. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. And you know what? I'm telling you, great relationships are possible. Amen. Do you believe that? I know some of you might be struggling in your relationship right now, but I'm going to say once we get through this series, you guys are not going to be just surviving. You're going to be thriving. Amen. And that's what we want. We want to thrive in our relationships. Amen. And, you know, some of you guys, I know... We have some singles here thinking, I don't need this relationship. You, you, I don't need this message. You know, everybody needs a message on relationships. Amen. Yes. And you, you never know. You say, well, I'm never going to get married. Well, never say never. <laughs> I mean, I said I would never pastor and look, look what happened. All right. Yes. So, uh, so never say never. Don't put those absolutes in your life. Amen. You never know. God can do something, change your heart, reveal some truth. Amen. And uh, now I know God gives you desires to be hard. If you don't ever want to get married, that's fine. But you never know. Things can change down the road. And we all need to. I think we all need to work on relationships. And, you, and you, you're going to be in a relationship, whether you're working, you're doing business or doing whatever. We deal with relationships and relationships are it's the most important thing that we deal with. Amen. And uh, so we're talking about um, having uh, thriving marriages and thriving relationships. And we're going to recap on last week and move into this week. Uh, but we, we, we talked about actually five keys um, that I'm going to be ministering on for the next five weeks. And last week we talked about there was a key uh, that I talked about. Does anybody remember that key? It's seek God. Amen. And uh, seek God. I'm glad you guys are paying attention. Glory to God. Amen. You know, repetition is the key to learning, as I always say. And uh, praise the Lord. And so seek God. Somebody say seek God. God. And so the number one principle uh, in seeking God is, I call it the Matthew 633 principle. And that basically that's Jesus saying, seek first the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then maybe some things might be added. No, all these things will be added to you. So we want to put God first place. And you may not remember what I said last week, but really God has to be number one and God is our one. And who did I say is, is your two? It's your spouse. Amen. Remember I said, I said jokingly, she's not, she or he's not number two. Well, well, we won't go there, but you know what I'm talking about. But uh, two. Amen. And then you put yourself under that. Amen. In other words, we always, and the Bible always talks about that. If you study out the, you know, people may ask me, you know, they might be a new Christian. What should I study? I think as a new Christian, you should study the epistles, the letters written to the church. And that teaches us how to uh, respond and how to act towards one another and how to live this Christian life. Amen. And so really, um, so, so we have to put God first place. And I'm telling you, when God is number one, one in our life, it takes out the selfishness in us because we all have a little bit of selfishness. Amen. And but God takes it out of us. God reveals truth to us and he sets us into a higher place. Amen. So that principle is that God is is our one. 
And, and so even if you're a single and you are looking to be married sometime, you know, culture will say, well, you got to find your soulmate and you got to find your number one. No, you got to find God first. Amen. And then God will help you find number two. Amen. And so that, that's good. Uh, number two, uh, today we're going to be talking about fighting fair. And, uh, this is another key. Uh, next week we'll be staying pure. Uh, the next, the following week after that would be having fun. We're going to talk about a little bit of romance, and I know all the men love that. Praise God. Amen. I know the men in here are excited about fighting fair because we love to fight, right? And number five, never give up. That's going to be the fifth week, installment of that week. So we're talking about fighting fair, amen? And, uh, you know, it, it's... Listen, if you're in a relationship, you're going you're gonna to have some spats. I mean, you're not going to... Man, if you don't have any kind of arguments in your relationship, I don't know if you have a relationship. Amen. <laughs> Can I say that again? If you're not... Listen, I went through a divorce one time, amen? And I'm on my second marriage, and thank God, God is the God of the second chance. Hallelujah! And uh, thank God for that. And, you know, I learned some things, but, you know, one thing about my first marriage... Uh, is my wife in here? No. Okay. Um, we never really, we never really fought. We never discussed anything. In other words, it was, we just, it was like, you know, she was walking out the door. I said, "What happened?" You know what I'm saying? And, and so we never talked about anything. So when things were, were were going on on the inside, there was no dialogue. And so there, and if there's no dialogue and there's no communication, see, communication breakdown is the is the reason why we're having fights. Because our communication is breaking down, and we're we're assuming, and we're we're assuming what, what they said, or we're not listening, or you know, and we're, we're reading into things, and that's why text messages can be very damaging. We text me- message a lot of times, and and because you don't know the intent of the text message, and you know, y- y- are you hearing what I'm saying today? What what happened? I mean, we used to talk on the phone, but I, I guess that's went out the window, and. Just do a text message. You don't even have to text anymore. You can just put a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, baby, I love you. A thumbs up, you know. Hopefully it's not a thumbs down, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you don't even have to text anymore. Are you hear what I'm saying? And so communication in our society has been dumbed down. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And God wants us communicating. I... You know, I'm going to go a little off off track with my message, but I'm going to still say folk, focus on it. My mom and dad, they fell in love writing letters. Can you believe that? Isn't that so romantic? And my mom has a box of these letters all kept, you know, and my, my dad said, you know, I, I like you a little bit. Do you like me too? You know, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> but remember in school when you used to write that little letter, that little note, will you go out, will you go steady with me? And I'm dating myself. Yes. Steady. <laughs> steady, what does that mean? You know? Maybe I should be saying, this is supposed to be the, I'm, I'm talking romance here. I, I know we're talking about fighting fair, amen. <laughs> all right, amen. Sometimes, listen, you got to keep that romance, guys, you got to keep that romance in there, all right? 
Amen. Okay, let's look at a scripture here. Um, well, let, well, before we do that, let, let's memorize this because you guys forgot last week. So I'm going to have to drill it in you. What's the, what's the what's the first key? Seek God, right? What's the second key? Fight fair. Yeah. What's the third key? Stay pure. The fourth key, have fun. And the fifth key, never give up. Amen? Say, I got it. it. Toyota. Amen. So, Lamentations, we're going to stick with this scripture as as one of our main scriptures. And and this is about a a prophet that's lamenting. And some of you, you know, might be lamenting today in a relationship. But I'm going to say, be of good cheer, because God can turn it all around. No matter what it looks like today, there's always a new day. And here, uh, the prophet is writing, he says in Lamentations 3, 19 through 23, he says, Remember my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because of his compassions fell not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So here, this is, you know, uh, this is actually talking about Israel, how they backslid and went back into um, serving other gods and how they, you know, did some wrong things in the relationship with the, with the Lord. But the Lord it was revealing to them that there's always a new day and that his mercies are renewed every morning. And I'm going to say this in relationships, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. And, and in the love chapter, it talks about love hardly notices a suffered wrong. So we need to, you know, we need to cover our spouse, uh, you know, with love. Amen. In other words, love covers the person, doesn't expose the person. Is that a good love covers? You know, you want to you, you definitely want to protect your spouse. You don't want to be talking negative or nasty. Why? Because they're a part of you. We're going to talk about original yeah. intent. Yeah. Uh, Philippians three thirteen and 14 kind of goes with this lamentation scripture. It says this is Paul. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended it. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I like this because Paul is saying regardless of the past, he's letting the past go and he's moving into a new realm with God, a new realm in his calling, a new new way. And, and same thing with with uh, this series I'm talking about. It, you know, it's from this day forward. We're going to move forward. We're not going to back up. We're going to move forward. We're going to forget about the past, but we're going to press into to having a great relationship with our spouse. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. That was good. Amen. Amen. And so God desires to have great relationships. Remember last week I said great relationships are possible, but they're not possible if we do it the world's way. We got to do it God's way. And that's putting God first place. Glory to God. Now let's look at original intent. Genesis 2, 18 says this. And the Lord God, I'm reading 2, 18 and then uh, verse uh, ch- chapter 2, verse 18, and then I'm jumping over to verse 21 through 24. It, it, it's much more clear. 
um, this way. It says, And the Lord God said, It is not good for man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And, he, and the Lord, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woe man. <laughs> because she was taken out of man. Hopefully, when you when you got hooked up with your spouse and first time you laid eyes on you, you said, "Whoa, man!" Okay, and hopefully you're still saying, "Whoa, man!" Glory to God. Work with me, okay? Can you work with me here? Therefore, shall man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and there shall be one flesh. Original intent is a one man and one woman. Don't redefine it. Amen. That's enough said there. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know what I'm saying? It was Adam and Eve, right. not Adam and Steve. But we'll continue. Original intent. And God made man and woman different and that, so we could complement one another. Amen. A man is not supposed to be like a woman and a woman is not supposed to be like a man. Amen. I'm glad that. I'm glad my wife doesn't have a beard and a mustache. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Not trying to take away. No, I won't go there. But anyway, it says here in Proverbs 18, 22. So original intent is that that God gave, you know, made woman from out of man. And and so that, that the woman could be a helpmate to the man. And so we need help, guys. We need some help. Praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, I'm going to say this, man. When I'm getting ready uh, on Sunday morning to go to church, it's enough just to get me all together. You know what I'm talking about? And But yeah, but yeah she's getting everybody together. Plus me. Are you, are you hear what I'm saying? I don't know how she does it. She can, like, she can juggle. She can spin some plates. She can get the kids all done. And she's still waiting on me. And I'm just focused because men, are, we, we're, we're tunnel vision. Women, they can do five things at one time, but men are tunnel vision. We're watching and we're into something and, and our woman's trying to talk to us. I don't know why they try to talk to us while we're into something because we can't break away that quick. It's difficult for us to break away. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Dave? Because we can only think, well, you know, women, they, their minds, they, 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 they like multitaskers. Amen. And, and they do well. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Amen. amen. I'm glad I got some women put an amen. Amen. Because <laughs> there's more ladies probably here than men. Amen. amen. And the men will say, amen. 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 And um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 18.22. So when you find a wife, you find a good thing. I like what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure. And he receives favor from the Lord. So she is a treasure if she's putting up with you. Amen. She she is a treasure. Amen. 
And that, you know, and she's a treasure. Amen. And she's she's there to help you and help make you look good. Amen. I like Psalms 133. I hit on it last week. It says, behold, how good and how, and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord command the blessing life forevermore. So we see in these scriptures key words that are really wonderful in relationships because I believe that God wants our relationships to be like heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, there's nobody in heaven that's upset. There's nobody crying the blues in heaven. There's nobody complaining and griping in heaven. They're excited. They're happy. You know, they're blessed in heaven. Glory to God. I'm telling you. And so these key words that show up in these scriptures I just read is fellowship, treasure, favor, blessing, and life. And I want all that in my relationships. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly, overflowing. I'm saying there's nothing like a great relationship. And nothing worse than a bad relationship. I'll say that again. Nothing, nothing so wonderful that of a great relationship. You could be talking to somebody. I remember when I went out with Yen, like the first night that we went out, I took her to, you know, um, McDonald's. No, I took her to Chick-fil-A. That's a little higher level. Chick-fil-A's expensive. Have you guys been out to Chick-fil-A? You might need to cut this off, okay? They're pricey. They're good. They're good, but they're pricey, man. And so I was taking her to the next level restaurant. So it's Chick-fil-A. Don't down me on that, all right? Don't down me on Chick-fil-A. And she loved it. She ate it. And she and then we ended up going to Regent University and walked around and showed her, you know, Regent. Anybody ever been to Regent University? Man. Beautiful area. And I was just talking to her about my visions and dreams and plans of how we're going to have a church similar to. Okay, but anyway, and, uh, and we talked at 3 o'clock in the morning. From 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning. Can somebody say good communication? Good communication. Amen. But, that, but once the man says, I do, forget about the communication with me. <laughs> forget about it. No. <laughs> You're just going to get a text. Is everything all right? <laughs> Baby, I love you. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm going to try to get through this. Amen. Okay. Okay. We got to have the right thoughts and, and the right thoughts about relationships. And, and especially when we're in, because we're going to have arguments. We're going to we're going to we're not going to always agree on things. And so we're going to have arguments. So we want to we don't want to have this thought mentality to fight to win. In other words, I'm fighting to win the argument. I mean, you can win the battle and lose the war. And so, and you have to pick your battles. And you don't, don't let everything, don't pick, don't make everything something to, to fuss about. I, some people, that's all they do is fuss and fight. I don't know if they come f- from a family that fusses and fights. My family, I, I don't like fussing and fighting. I, 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 when, when, when things get heated, I said, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going to dr- for a drive. I got to go. And, I, and, you know, and I go for a drive and I get into my driving tabernacle and start praying and the Lord starts telling me, how, you know, starts critiquing me and revealing to me that I need to adjust here and just, you know, God, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is your counselor. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will work things out. And sometimes we just need to back up and take some time and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal some truth. 
Amen. Uh, something happened to me just the other day. And it's funny. I'm preaching on these on, on having a good marriage. I've never fought so much with my wife the past week. <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting over his dumb stuff. Like she ate the last Twinkie or something. <laughs> you knew that was my Twinkie. I had it in a special spot. <laughs> you know, she has a little Twinkie cream on her face. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Dumb stuff. You, 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 the, the, the enemy wants you fighting over stuff that's not even, not even worth fighting over. I mean, think about it. Most of these fights that we fight over, we can't even remember why we fought over it. It just turns into something nasty and ugly. And I, you know, and I was upset because my daughter, uh, first time the, the nurse called, said, well, your, your daughter fell. And she had abrasions, abrasions on her face. And I said, well, is she okay? Yeah. And she came home. She looked like she was in a fight. I said, what happened? You, you, you didn't really, t- you, she wasn't too honest. She, didn't, she said she fell at the bus stop, but I guess it was, she was being as honest as she could. She, she was walking from the bus and some kid knocked her down. And so I said, I said, did somebody bump you? And she says, yeah. So who is it? I mean, I, I, I'm ready. I said, I, I used to be picked on as a kid. Nobody's going to pick on me anymore. Nobody's going to pick on my kid. Who is it? Can you describe this person? I mean, I, I, had an, I was doing a sketch of this person. You know what I'm talking about? And I was so upset. And I was mad. And, and then Yin was, supposed, was making me something to eat. And she, wonderful wife she is. And I asked for her something specific. And she did something different. And I said, and this was the second time row. I said, you don't listen to what I said. Oh. <laughs> you don't listen to me. I'm not validated, you know. I was on the phone with my mom at that time. I said, Mom, I got to go. Because <laughs> my food is not made right. But anyway, you say, that pastor, he's a pastor, amen. Amen. <laughs> And what it was, was I was upset with my daughter and that was coming in and, you know, because I didn't rectify that and that was coming in. I was just frustrated. Do you know what I'm saying? And we can pull in frustration from our jobs, from all that, and we can deflect them on our spouses because we can't yell at the boss because we get fired, but we can yell at our, our spouse because they got to stay with us. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? They got to stick it in there, man. Not really. I mean, but you hear what I'm saying today? So, you, so sometimes we allow that, and I was already upset about that. I was just upset because she was all scarred up. And we were going to take some pictures this week. I'm telling you. I, want, I, and I said, well, who is this boy? I want to talk to him, you know. And my daughter, she doesn't have a mouth. And you know what the Lord revealed to me? This is what the Lord revealed. You ready for this? I got in my car and I was thinking, wow, what am I going to do? I'm going to track down this boy that knocked her down. And Yin's real laid back. She used to be a teacher. She said, well, you know. And the Lord just gave me one word, Intent. Yeah, it was just one word. The Lord will give you one word. Intent. And the Lord was revealing to me what was the intent of the person. In other words, uh, and this is before my wife messed up my food. And <laughs> what was the intent? Was the intent for this boy to knock my, my little girl down? Or was it an accident? Was it an intent to hurt her? Or was it just he was just running to class and he just bumped into her without nosing? Maybe he wasn't paying attention. And intent is everything. Was it my wife's intent to mess up my food? 
No, her intent was to do the right thing, to, to bless me. But, it, but we have to look at people's intentions. What are their intent? Because they may, see, a lot of times we're not trying to intend to make a mistake. We're, we're trying to do the right thing, but, but we can do the wrong thing even in our pursuit of trying to do the right thing. We, have you ever, listen, I, I, I rented a truck one time and, and it was, you know, uh, we were moving some stuff for the church and it was one of these big trucks. I'm not used to driving a big truck. And so I pulled in to, to fill up the gas and I scratched this lady's car. <laughs> it wasn't my intent to take her off. It wasn't my intent to, to scratch her car up. And I got out of the car like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, I wasn't laughing about it. But I said, you know, I'm laughing now, but... <laughs> I was very apologetic. I'm, man, I, I'm sorry. I was like, and she said, you, it's a brand new car. But I think she was a Christian. And, and she kind of, you know, she checked herself. I said, I'm so sorry. That was my fault. And I humbled myself. I said, I, I'll pay for it, whatever. And she just said, don't worry about it. Got in her car and left. I said, thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> I didn't mean anything I was saying right at that moment. But. But I had insurance and all that. But you don't want them taking, you know what I'm talking about. You don't want all those points on your record. And, but she got in the car and left. I said, praise God. And then I, and she showed mercy to me. But then I was in my car and this guy opened the car. And just, just maybe a week later in my brand new car, opened it. Bam! The whole car shook. And I went, what's your insurance? And then I just felt like the Lord said, have mercy. I still have that little ding in my car, by the way. Every time I see it, it's my mercy ding. I should write mercy on it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to have mercy. We need to be merciful people. We need to understand people's intent. Your spouse is probably, their intent is not to take you off that day. Their intent is not to torque you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Torque you off. Is that a word? But anyway. Their intent. So you have to look at what is their intent. Was their intent to hurt you? What, was it malice behind what they did? Uh, and we have to, we, and, and the Lord can reveal truth to why even why people act the way they do. And even, this is really good too, the Lord will even show you why you act the way you do at times. And when the Lord starts revealing to you, why? See, I, I asked myself, Lord, why did I get so upset because my wife didn't make, make my food exactly the way I wanted? Why was I so upset? And, and that's when the Lord started revealing to me because you're upset about this and this, you brought it in. And what the Holy Spirit's wonderful. It will save you a lot of money from going to the psychologist, psychologist or psychiatric board or whatever. Are you hear what I'm saying? It will save you a lot of money. The Holy Spirit will save you money. Will help you. Will we'll soften you up, amen. And so, so let me let me let me continue with this because it's it's getting late. Three wrong turns to resolve conflict. One of the wrong turns is that we think that the person we're with, we think that our spouse is our enemy. It, it, it turns in they're our enemy. They're they're they are our problem. And you know, it, it may not be, and they may not be the enemy. Really, the enemy. It talks about in Ephesians six twelve. The enemy is the devil. He says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting evil rulers. I like how it says in New Living Translation. It says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities and 
in the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. So we're not, our spouse isn't our enemy. The, it, the devil is our enemy. The devil's the one that comes to steal, in, in John 10, 10, he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He's coming to divide. He wants to divide. You know, you know the key to power in a relationship is unity. And that's the key. If, you, if the enemy can get you disunified, if he can get you separated on issues, a lot of issues that don't really make a difference. I mean, it's the main issues you need to stay connected with. It's the main issues. Like I said last week, you know, get some goals together, some spiritual goals, what you're believing God to do in your home and what you're believing God to do with your kids and what you're believing in your finances. And get some positive things and start standing in the positive things together and watch God just do some awesome things in your life. Watch God start changing things around, doing some awesome things. Do you believe that today? Number two, uh, we, 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 we kind of drive on the wrong road or in the wrong area uh, because we're driven by wrong motives. We're driven by wrong motives. It says in James 4, 1 through 6, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you will give you pleasure. You are adulterers. Now, this is James. He's pretty tough. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning that they say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him? And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so we see here that we're, we're dealing with our relationship with our spouse and, and our relationships that we have. We're, we're dealing not only with the devil, we're dealing with the flesh. We're dealing with the unrenewed part of us that wants it our way. We're also dealing with the world system that said, and, and, and the TV shows, which is, you know, it's the devil's the prince of power there. So he's, he's running the TV networks. He's running the movies. Most of them, he's running radio and most of this, you know, and, and they're teaching and trying to put into us a, a thought pattern that says, if, if that person's not working out, discard that person and get somebody new. And so you got all this working in your mind frame and you got to be careful what you're what you're looking at. You got to be careful, you know, you know, the the, the TV shows you're watching. You got to be careful of all this because all this stuff, you know, will cause you problems. Amen. You got to be careful with the people you're running with. Amen. Married people, if you're running with people that are separated and getting a divorce and looking for somebody different, they, what their thoughts and their philosophies and the way they think of things, which is probably worldly, uh, not too godly, can rub off on you. Amen. I, it reminds me back when I was, you know, I, I, I was divorced and, and 
my wife at that time had a friend that was go, going through a separation. And, and oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, she, and, and her friend was going through all the same stuff. And they were talking back and forth. And guess what? Now you see. Amen. And so you got to be careful with, with, with your associations. Amen. So we, we have to make sure that our motives are right. We have to make sure that, our, that we have the right tactics. In 1 Corinthians 6, 3 and 4, it says, Don't you realize that we will judge angels? And this is the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church walked in some carnality. They walked in the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God. But they, they, were, they were also, they walked in the flesh or in, the car, in carnality. And he was saying to them, don't you realize that we're going to judge angels? Uh, so you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, like if somebody does you wrong, you should be taken to the court if they're a fellow brother or sister as a Christian. Why go to outside judges who are not res- who do not respect the church? Each to have such lawsuits with one another is defeat for you. Why not just accept injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? In other words, Paul was saying that some of these people were getting so angry with other believers that they were bringing the world into it. And I'm telling you, you know, we should be able to resolve conflicts. Amen. We should be able to, with the Holy Spirit, with prayer, with, with you know, good um, counselors among you, you know, mature Christians that can help you navigate situations. We should be able to resolve conflict. In other words, we, we sh- I like one translation, we shouldn't allow our puny bodies to control us. We shouldn't allow just our natural side. To- no, no, we're, we're higher than that. We're, we're, we're on a higher level. We're new creations in Christ. We, we have the capacity to love like Jesus. Amen. We can walk in the love of God. We can, we can, we can, you know, and the Holy Spirit can reveal to us why people are acting that way and, and why we're responding in such ways. We have the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, the Bible says this. The Bible says, I love it because we need to be reading. Uh, I think if we're dealing with conflict a lot, we need, we need to be reading the love chapter. We need to be getting, we need to, you know what God is looking for? He's looking for transformed minds and transfigured bodies. And he's looking for us to transform our mind with the word of God. And we need to transform our mind with, with the first Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. And we need to start meditating on that until our response becomes love and not a fight. And if we'd start reading the love chapter in the Amplified 4 through 8, 1 Corinthians 13, and we start meditating on the Word of God, pretty soon our response is not going to be out of a carnal response or out of a natural mind response. It's going to be responded by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. Is this helping anybody today? And when we start meditating on the Word of God, it will change on how we do things. Glory to God. Amen. And we need, we need to do that. I know Brother Hagen would say, you know, when he counseled marriages that we're not doing too well, he said, just you, together, read those scriptures together. Read out loud every day. And he said that couples that would do that for 30 days, their whole life would change. Not just in their relationship with each other, but with their relationship to other people. Because, you know, we're in a crazy world. Have you noticed? There's a lot of crazy people out here. There's people looking to, you know, you just don't. Listen, man, you got to be careful. You can't get carnal, especially driving on the highway. I, one of my, one of my uh, 
<laughs> My Lord Jesus. One of my relatives, Christian, you know, and it was on the highway and, and this person cut her off or something and she gave, she gave her the peace sign with one finger down. You know what I'm talking about? The single peace sign. And what happened? That lady, that was another car, bam, hits her in the highway. Can you believe that? She could have got killed over giving a birdie. Are you hear what I'm saying today? We got to be very careful that we're not allowing anger and allowing all this stuff. We're not of this world. We have a, we're of a new world. We're a new breed of people. We're not like we're not like our old selves. The devil will always try to make us think, oh well, you're Italian, so you have hot blood. You know, you're this, and you got hot blood in you. No, you got Jesus's blood in you. You you have. Listen, oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? You have a new nature. Allow a new nature to overcome the old nature. And that old nature is not in you anymore. You're, you don't have a split personality. You got the love of God in you. That's shed abroad in your heart. Hearts by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be driven by wrong, and, and wrong tactics. You know, we, we don't want to be trying to prove a point and make it right. Listen, I've got to close this down. But we, we, there's some keys here. In James 1, 19 and 20, it says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so. We have to be very careful. We have to be quick to hear. So here's a key. We need to stop and listen carefully when, when our spouse or when somebody's saying something that might come off kind of negatively. We need to stop and listen. Stop and listen. Stop in the name of love before you break my heart. Think it over. Oh, you hear what I say today? You got to stop. Because you're you know, there, there, there's a saying in the world: sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Words will kill you. They will. <laughs> Amen. Words will kill you. Yeah. you say, how's that, man? You get a doctor that says you got terminal cancer. You got five days to live. You could, you, you just might die of terminal cancer. <laughs> you may start believing that because life is what you believe. You start believing lies and start taking in. Oh, she's the enemy. He's the enemy. They're out to get me. You know, and you start believing all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's all fantasy. It may not even be true. It may be partially true. But it may not. <laughs> are you hearing what I say? Stop in the name of love. Amen? Think it over. Okay, we got to, number two, we got to guard our words vigilantly. Amen? We got to make sure Matthew 6, 15, 11 says, It's not what goes into a mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of a mouth. This is Jesus saying. What comes out of our mouths. So we need to learn this. Proverbs 21 says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. <laughs> so Proverbs 21, 23. In other words, if you just, if you just be quiet and, 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 and step back and not, just don't say anything. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be a thousand times better than the people that are quickly saying stuff. Amen? Now, I, I'm trying to get through this, and I got, 
One more key here. Uh, things that you never do. Never call names when you're in the process of the argument. Never, never call names. Oh, it's quiet in this church today. You don't raise your voice when you're in an argument. And your kids are like, especially in front of your kids. Amen. In other words, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So if somebody's getting in your face, a soft answer turns away wrath. Just a meek and quiet spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Never say never or never say always. These are absolute words. You always do this or you never do this. Is this helping anybody today? Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. Now, this is a big one. Never use the, the, the threat of divorce. Never use that card. I'll just divorce you, you know, or I'll leave. Same thing. Never, you don't threaten divorce because that, that doesn't, doesn't help any. You're, hopefully you're in a covenant relationship that's bonded by God. Amen? Uh, to death do us part. Amen? Like one person said, you know, I'd never divorce, but I might kill. But you know, it's, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you may not divorce, but you might kill. To death do us part! That's why, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, never quote the Bible when you're in the midst of an argument. Never quote the Bible or the pastor. I don't want to be involved. What a pastor said! Never quote the Bible or the pastor. It was like, I heard about this one minister that he was in an argument with his wife and, and he started quoting, the, started quoting the Bible. He said, well, you know what it says in the Word of God? It says that it is better to live in a corner of, uh, in a corner of the attic than to be around a vexing and contentious woman. And she said, well, then get up there then. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> get up in that attic. So don't use. <laughs> I gotta shut this down. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Okay, the last key is don't ever let the sun go down on your anger. Don't. In other words, get. Listen, resolve it, man. Because you know you, you, you're gonna have a bad sleep. You're gonna have a bad day. In other words, try to get some unity there. Amen. Try to bring some unity. Again, don't fight to win. Fight for resolution. Amen. Fight for restitution. Fight you know, to resolve it. Don't fight because you, you're going to make a point and you've got to win in this point. Listen, there's no winning when you're battling. Some, it, we're all going to end up in, in the losing round. Amen? And so, again, like I said, you can win the battle but lose the war. And we don't want to lose the war in marriage. And I'm going to say this uh, for the last point. Is that marriage can be... A, a match made in heaven. And God can do it. Listen, you can't change yourself and you can't change your spouse. But God can change you and God can change your spouse. And probably the most changing that we need is the changing in us. Because a lot of times there's inner turmoil in us. 
and we, and we got things and we're, we just, we got things that happened to us in our childhood. We got things that happened. We can't really, we can't figure it out why. And, but the Holy Spirit can. And the Holy Spirit can heal your heart. And he can, he can, he can heal those broken things that happened to you when you were a child. He can bring you into peace that surpasses all understanding. If you allow the Holy Spirit into your relationship, into your, into the relationship of your marriage, allow the Holy Spirit to move on your, on your spouse. Don't try to change your spouse. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit work. The Holy Spirit can do it. I'm going to say this again for the last, last point that it's, it's not over till it's over and allow God to move. Let God change it. And God can, and he can make your, your relationship, your, your marriage, your relationship that you may have out of sorts with your boss. He can change all that around and make it right. You believe that today? Amen. Did you receive it today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today, and we just thank you, Father God, that you are the God of restoration. You are the God of the new beginning. And we thank you, Father God, for all those that are here this morning. And Father, I know that there's, there's some here that's struggling in their relationship. There's some in their relationship with their spouse, some that, that want their relationships to be better. And I know it's all different spectrums. And I believe, Father, that you're moving and revealing truth because your word says it's truth that will set us free. And there's some that may just need to have a relationship with you, God, through Jesus. And we know that there's no true relationship unless we go through Jesus first. If you're here today and you know you need peace, not just in your relationships, but peace with yourself and peace with God, and you need that today, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you where you're at. Amen. I see that hand. Glory. I see those hands. Glory to God. Perhaps you're watching online today and you know you need God in your life. You need peace. You're done with the turmoil. I want you to confess this out and believe in your heart. Just say, if you're ready for peace in your life, just say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. From this day forward, I'm living for you. Thank you for your peace that I'm receiving right now in myself, and in my relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.